Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 141, three tips to help students avoid back-to-school anxiety. Oh, it's a crazy time. It's a crazy year. And who knows if they've been home or they've been out or maybe you were back last year. But there's so many things that cause anxiety. And some kids are more prone to anxiety anyway. So what can we do about it? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hi. So we are talking about helping kids avoid anxiety. And you know, this might even be true for teachers. Some teachers have anxiety going back to school. I know I did. Every single year I had anxiety. Sometimes I didn't even realize that's what it was. That feeling in my chest where I I felt like almost fluttery, but at the same time, it felt kind of heavy. And maybe my stomach hurt a little bit, or I was feeling like I couldn't completely concentrate a lot of it was anxiety and I didn't even realize it. And it can be hard when we, you know, we don't know what the class is going to be like. We don't know what, if we're going to be pulled to be somewhere else or something's going to change, something's always going to change. So sometimes we have anxiety ourselves. It makes complete sense that kids also have anxiety. Children are heading back to the classroom this fall, and they're facing unusual challenges. And one of them is anxiety about being maybe separated from their family, because they've been with them for months and months and months. Or, you know, kids that have gone back, it's still like we're we've got a new Delta variant, and we've got all these different things. And this can really some of these things can really trigger separation anxiety. In addition to anxiety, they may feel about leaving their their the safety of their home. Now, a lot of places have opened things back up, but that doesn't mean that families with younger kids are going back out. And also, they might be spending still more time at home, and who knows the anxiety level in their home and, and what that brings and, and how that trickles down to kids. When Because when kids see adults worrying, that makes them feel even more scared. So some children may still be feeling a lot of anxiety and fear around crowds and being around other people. When kids go out now, they often are reminded not to get too close to other people, to keep their masks on, to use sanitizer, to wash their hands. There's just anxiety in the air. And I really think that kids feel that. I think they are wondering, is it safe to be here? Is it safe to be back? Is it safe to be around people? Is it safe to touch this? Is it, you know, is it safe? And that can be scary. Sometimes we forget that kids worry too. And oftentimes when, like I said a few minutes ago, when adults worry, kids really worry. And for some children, that excitement of going back to school after so many months or even just after the summer, they, they, this kind of outweighs their, their potential anxiety. But I still think the kids who already have anxiety are more prone to being, to being more anxious going back. So there are some tips for helping students avoid that back to school anxiety, whether it's around, you know, COVID or whether it's around the fact that 
going back to school sometimes causes them anxiety anyway. And, and I think we need to be aware of that as well as we start to pay more attention to social and emotional, you know, the social and emotional well-being of our students. It's important to realize that sometimes going back to school can be an anxiety inducing incident. I I know it was that way for my son, even he would get so anxious and be so worried about what school was going to be like. I mean, it was like we would have these almost not contests, but these conversations about who had the craziest dream. My dreams would would be about like standing in front of a giant mass amount of students and not being able to get them under control. That that was like a reoccurring nightmare that I had over and over again, which actually had came true a time or two. But it was, oh, it was so stressful. And, you know, I know friends that would dream that they would be teaching in their underwear or they'd go to school without their pants on or whatever. And it was like, you it's just such a, and you know, there's so much anxiety sometimes. My son would dream that his teacher would like bite his head off or that he wouldn't be able to talk or, you know, and my daughter would worry that she wouldn't be able to go to the bathroom when she needed to because she frequently had to go to the bathroom. So it's just, you know, it can be hard. All right, so let's talk about some tips. That might help kids. So tip number one, we want to validate their feelings. We want to allow them to have feelings about this. Morning meetings can be a great way to allow kids to share their feelings in a safe environment. Maybe even start off with a story such as something like Wimberly Worried, I love that, by Kevin Hankes, and talk about worrying and talk about what you can do when you're worrying and about taking deep breaths and about visualizing a safe and calm environment and you know talking about your feelings. So I think that that can be one way to help kids avoid anxiety. Step or tip number two is set the tone. Last week on episode 140, we talked a lot about procedures and routines, and this all really plays a part in setting the tone. If you lead with your own anxiety, you're only going to fuel anxiety. So watch your own feelings, but also know that it's okay for you to have feelings as well. Just make sure that children have a predictable routine throughout the day. This can really help children with anxiety. I know that this helps with me. I have a a little story. So I didn't realize that changes in schedules and not knowing what's coming and how things, you know, which is like the story of education. But I didn't realize that that caused anxiety for me. I didn't realize what I was feeling was anxiety really until just this past year. And I would get, I did, I thought I was like becoming really unflexible where I was the media specialist. And then all of a sudden they needed me to teach the engineering class or they needed me to do, you know, another class. And I started to, I would get really stressed out coming to school thinking, are they going to put me somewhere else? Am I going to be able to do my job today or am I going to do a different job? That's really stressful for me. I feel like I need to know like what the day is going to look like. I, I tend to do a lot better and can kind of keep a handle on my anxiety when I know. So I think about students that I've had where they needed like a visual schedule. And I think about more students that probably could have really helped, that could have helped them. That maybe what they were doing or what the way that they were acting was actually a result of anxiety. And if I just told them a predictable routine, it could have helped them so much. I think that's something that we can do. It's it's easy enough to do to have such a huge benefit. All right. And then the third tip 
is to plan a team builder or a class builder, at least a couple of in the beginning of that first week, because sometimes we find that we are doing so much procedure and routine work that we're not having fun. And we want kids to have fun so that we can lessen that anxiety. Like something simple, like something, um, find someone who. I love those find someone who. And I, I actually have that in my in my back to school packs, which you can find on TPT, Trina Debrie Teaching and Learning. I have different themes, but I ha- in every one of them, I have some team building and class building activities. And one of them is a find someone who. So it might have, you know, find someone who has a black car, find someone who has two brothers, find someone who, all these different things. And the kids, they, you know, they move around the classroom. And even if you're keeping a distance, they can move around the classroom and maybe pass their, I usually had those papers on a clipboard and then they'd pass it. And then one person would sign for something that, that would, you know, they, they could have that they have, like, maybe I have a black car, and then somebody would sign in another spot, like I read, you know, 25 books this summer, or whatever. And, um, and then they would continue to circulate trying to get as many signatures as possible. And it's just a great way for kids to move. It's a great way for them to meet other students. It's fun. It doesn't feel stressful. And if they can't read the words, it's great to have pictures with it, which mine do so that if they struggle with reading, they can still figure it out based on the picture. Plus, you can go over it in the beginning as well. So it's just those kinds of things are really important. Team builders are another great thing to do. And maybe one in the beginning of the year is to have the team create like a team mascot or even do like a makerspace challenge, like building towers with toothpicks and Play-Doh and, you know, having to work together. That could be really fun and it's low stress and it might, you know, we want to take a little bit of the pressure off. It's just releasing that tension valve just a bit. (laughs) And like I said, I know it's a great time for building, you know, for doing routines and procedures, but it's really important to build relationships with your class as well. This goes a long way in, in creating a community in which you can all feel safe and happy. And that's the goal, safe and happy for the students, but also for you. So that's important for you as well. All right. Um, you can find those activities, like I said, in my back to school packs on on um, TBT, Trina Devery Teaching and Learning. And go check that out if you are in need of some some suggestions for that first week. It also has a bunch of other things in there as well, like decor and open house and so on. You got to do whatever you can do to kind of ease that anxiety for your students and for yourself. Because often when kids are feeling anxious, their behavior is not the most productive and it can be difficult and we can see it as as misbehavior rather than what it actually is which is anxiety i hope those tips help have a great back to school this one tired teacher is starting to wake up a little bit (laughs) until next time sweet dreams and sleep tight (laughs) 